The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. It's the Cigar Authority After Show, and it's brought to you by Roma Craft Tobacco. Since 2010, Mike Rosales and Skip Martin have focused on the simple and time-honored task of combining quality tobacco, experienced craftsmen, and the right amount of time to bring you cigars worthy of the legacy of the centuries of premium cigar craftsmen that came before them. Whether you are revisiting the anti-prohibition era mindset of intemperance or getting in touch with your more primal side with a Cro-Magnon and Neanderthal, you are sure to find a blend in the Romacraft house of brands that fits the exact balance of flavor, strength, and body you are looking for in that moment. When you're finally able to take a short break from the world to relax and enjoy a cigar, the last thing you need is a complicated sales pitch. Simple, yet substantial. Tobacco, talent, time. Romacraft Tobacco. The After Show. The The After after Show. show. The After Show. It's The After Show, everybody. And today, we're going to talk about it because it is official right now. Q1 numbers are in across the nation, around the world, and uh, we are already into June and the bust of the cigar boom 2023. The bust has happened. Uh, I said that it was going to happen. It looked like it was happening. Now it has officially happened. Um, The cigar boom of the 2020s is over. We got three full years out of it, so we should be grateful for that. 2020, 2021, and 2022 were all up years in the cigar industry, substantially up. Yeah. uh, Which is exactly what happened back in the day during the boom of the 90s. Um, The boom of the 90s lasted seven years. This one only lasted three years. Um, This was for a different reason. There wasn't um, all of a sudden cigars were in fashion. It was consumption that was up, and it was time uh, was able to do it. Have we got new people onto cigars? Of course. It happens every single year. But But we also lost people. Of course. It happens every single year. But this one was consumption and people back to uh, consuming what they did before. Plus, people overstocked. When I say people overstocked, the retailers overstocked, the manufacturers overproduced. Um, so everybody's loaded with product. Well, it was uh, looking for a minute there like it, there was going to be a lot of shortages of cigars. So everybody loaded yes, up. and then- I certainly did. And I would, I told our audience to do it too because things were tough to get. Right. Your favorite cigar, you if you see it in the store, you don't buy some singles, buy no. boxes at a time because you're going to go back and there's going to be none, which is exactly what happened. Uh, it looks like it's over. Um, so what happens now? History tells me, uh, and let's go back to 1997 when it was over, um, retailers went out of business. And retailers will go out of business. Manufacturers will sell out. We're seeing some of that. Oh, huge. And um, Or <clears throat> manufacturers will go out of business. Uh, manufacturers look at ways to uh, make sales elsewhere. And that means not in this country. And we're seeing this in a big way already that you've never heard so much global talking of manufacturers mm. before. Cuba's helping a lot yes. with that. Yes, yep. So uh, their concentration will be elsewhere, not the U.S. Um, obviously, it's the biggest part of their business, so I don't think they forget about it, but you're seeing uh, them. It'll be the biggest trade show for um, um, the German 
uh, trade show that happens this year. Everybody seems to be going, um, and that's because they're saying, okay, we we have too many cigars. Where are we going to sell them? Because if there was a shortage in the United States, why would you try to open another country? You, you, you absolutely would? could not. You couldn't, right? You mm-hmm. could not. You can't get blood from a stone. So they can say what they want, that um, sales are not up, um, sales are not down. Um, the fact is, sales are down for just about every manufacturer. Um, they've begun, uh, we've begun to see deals from the manufacturers coming in and offering us all kinds of uh, deals, which the past few years, to be honest with you, there was hardly anything. And they're, they're, they're at this point, they're tentative deals. They're, they're, a, they're a little weak. If you wait a little longer, that's going to be blood in the water. Especially at the end of the year. Yes. So you, you, you normally see this at the end of a quarter. So January, February, March, at the end of March, all of a sudden we started deals, seeing deals come in. It happens every single month, but to, to the end of a quarter, oh, my God, they're really down so much and they need to show sales, and all of a sudden uh, the deals come in. This year is going to be interesting because the end of the quarter is going to be the end of June. And a trade show is in July. Who's going to buy at the end of June when the deal is on July? So it's not going to go well. Uh, Q2 is not going to go well for them either, uh, is what I'm guessing. Um, at the end of Q1, uh, almost all manufacturers had losses. Those that didn't lied. and uh, Or a small group of them, possibly small companies that had plenty of room for growth, right. uh, got the growth anyway. Right. They, well, were, they got the growth because you got companies that can't source certain wrappers or certain parts of their filler because there's a shortage in the growing part of things. So those other manufacturers, if they have product, they could get a footprint on a shelf while somebody's out of stock. Yeah, yeah. So I remember RTDA, Retail Tobacco Dealers Association Trade Show, just as we were uh, just about now, 30 days away from the trade show, 1997, at breakfast before the trade show opened, there was a big breakfast for everybody to be there. And Marvin Shankin from Cigar Aficionado got up, and this is the annual meeting, and said, it's over. The cigar boom was over. And everybody's like, what the hell is he talking about? I certainly was. I didn't understand what was happening, but he was because he lived through different things in the liquor industry and other other things, and he saw that this was happening. And now, oh my God, I, I can see it. You know, I couldn't see before, mm-hmm. and now I've been around long enough that I can see that this is happening. Um, some retailers and manufacturers that a new one didn't go through it maybe don't see that this is happening. Um, it is. Uh, you know, I would want to say um, – I feel that it is, but I know that it is because the numbers have been reported. So uh, not only do I see it happening, and I, I probably said it towards the end of last year, but now it's a fact because the numbers of Q1, uh, even though that was the end of March, here it is June, these companies are reporting the numbers now. I'll be curious. Like I got into the cigar industry right around then. And I remember how many manufacturers fucked over the brick-and-mortar retailer because they were hurting so bad. And now that I'm really in it, it's going to change what I smoke. If I see somebody hurting the little guy, I'm not going to support that brand anymore. And they're going to do it not to hurt the little guy, but it's going to be sink or swim. Right. 
So they don't have enough work and capital to carry themselves through, and then they go to the deep discounter, and they give their souls to them along with their cigars, mm -hmm. and then it ruins the brand as it goes on. Um, you're going to see direct-to-consumer. We're yeah. starting to see that, that mm. they, they, they're not getting the sales out of the retailer. They think it's the retailer's fault. They're not pushing the brand, so let me go direct myself. Big mistake. Big mistake. Um, and these different acts that end up happening goes on and on, and because I lived it and I, and I can see it, I'm like, oh, my God, look at this guy doing this. And they don't know it. Um, but what do you do? Do you just go out of business or do you say, let, let me try this anyway, even though it's a wrong thing to do? I don't want to do it. I don't want to fuck the retailer over. But I got a chance to get rid of these cigars I was selling retailers for seven dollars to i'll sell it to the online guy for two dollars to try to mm -hmm. recoup my money back yep. or some of it and they do and then the <clears throat> online retailer who is a discount retailer to begin with says okay my sales are dropping too i got a steal from the brick and mortar retailer mm -hmm. so i'm going to go really low and i'm going to charge two dollars and 99 cents for the cigar mm -hmm. uh, or whatever i have to end up doing well all of a sudden this guy's Seven dollar cigar is two dollars and ninety nine cents, and you know what? It never comes back. It can't because the the customer buys it at two dollars and ninety nine cents. Wow, it's a good cigar. Uh, the retailer stops buying it because he can't compete, and then the manuf then the discount mail order company says to them, "Give me some more at two dollars." And he says, "I can't make it for two dollars." Yeah. Or if I'll, they I'll do, sell it if, for three. Or they do, they change the blend. Yes, of course. Won't admit to it. But right. We know a lot of cigars change during the during that period. All of a sudden, starting to put cheap tobacco inside. Imagine of them. being the able to buy a Ferrari for thirty thousand dollars, brand new at the Ferrari dealership. You're never seeing another one for a half a million or a million. Yeah, and if. You know, Ferrari's got plenty of work and capital that they could just produce less. But some of these people, they built an in infrastructure, and they have all this expense going on, and they can't take a big, giant dip in sales. If something goes down a couple of points or something, maybe they can end up taking a hit. Something drops 40 50%. Mm -hmm. it, it's enough for them to, to completely shut it down. People are going to lose their jobs. Yep. Uh, all the way through... The market, and, and some of them are going to go under. Uh, I hate to say it, but that's going to be it unless they don't do the wrong thing and ride it out because nothing lasts forever. These are cycles. Uh, this last cycle, which lasted three years, which was a boom, you overproduced, you overemployed, um, you overdid everything. But the mistake happened before that. The mistake happened that you didn't have tobacco in reserve. You didn't have cigars rolled in reserve to be able to withstand when there's a boom. So, and what they have to worry about is Fuente just lost a million pounds of tobacco. Well, how is that going to affect a little guy? Because Fuente has to get tobacco now. And they're going to sell it to Fuente because he's got the money and, oh, my God, I'll be in with him. And then when he needs it again, he's going to come to me. And the little guy is going to say, where's my two bills of tobacco? And they're going to say, there's none for you. I sold it all to Fuente. And... Maybe somebody like a Scandinavian tobacco with a lot of work and capital says, you know something, we're gonna not, we're gonna put them out because we're gonna dry it up. We're gonna buy everything. And they can't even get tobacco unless they overpay dramatically. Well, they can't even pay what they have now. So little guy is in big friggin' trouble right now. Um, they don't even know it, but they're in big trouble. Uh, in the loop for 2023, looking at what's coming up in the trade show, a uh, cigars, 
that the bands were made, the blends were created, uh, the packaging was done, everything was thought out in the past few years. This is when that, that happened. And this thing ended, but these things are already in the pipeline. They're in the loop. We got $50 and $60 asylums coming in. We have $20 plus EP Carrillos. We have a new company, El Septimo, that's out there with high cigars into the $80 range. Absurd. Uh, we have a company out there planning at the trade show this year to come out with a $100 cigar. These are not decisions that are made right now because nobody would make that decision. <laughs> These are decisions that were made the past couple of years, and then this happened, and they're actually going to go forward with this. Right. Do you think that's a mistake? Oh, yeah. Right at a time where everybody's trying to save money because of the economy. Right. And it's going to be a tough Because what we're, what we're seeing, and, and we're fortunate we have a brand named after us. We have Dos Ombre. Yeah. Dos Ombre becomes the catch-all during trying times. The guys aren't giving up cigars altogether. They're either going to smoke less or they're going to smoke less expensive. Or they're going to do both. And when we start yeah. to see... The uptick in Dos Ombre, that's when that's one of the big telltale signs for us that, okay, the economy has shifted because now all of a sudden you're running out of sizes on Dos Ombre that you normally wouldn't run out of. I'm seeing more and more Dos Ombre samplers go online, hmm. especially over the last few weeks. All right. Interesting. So, so these things are indicators that happen. A small indicator because we're small when it comes to that. But I also hear of the big companies. You know, the big companies now have their low price bundle. Swisher's got it. Altadas got it. General's got it. These are big, big companies Drew, that end up Drew, having it. Drew Estate, Drew Estate has it. Sells a lot of them. Yeah, J.C. Newman. Um, be, and and some of these are relatively new. And why they end up doing that? Because they're going into the direction of where the industry is going. Yeah. Where these littler companies did is going into the way the industry is going three years ago. After it's over, you, you can't come out with the new such and such after you mm -hmm. missed the, that three-year window. window there. of opportunity. Yes. And you can't, and you can't make, you cannot build a business. On eighty and hundred dollar cigars, you can't. Yeah, there aren't enough people that can smoke at that level. You're you're fighting for less than a percent of the cigar smoking population, which is one in a thousand. So I, I met with Ed, who's our buyer, uh, earlier this week, and we talked a little about it. And we're going to the trade show. I said, "Do we even consider some of these things?" And he goes. Maybe we buy a few boxes just to see. Well, what the hell's the sense of that? Well, listen, you as a salesman, I love to sell a cigar that's $100. Yeah. Selling a couple $100 cigars on any day changes the equation for your sales for the day. So that part I love. The problem is it's every once a month that a guy comes in that has the kind of money to be able to even talk to about it. And all that stuff, when it comes out, we always get one turn online with it. Yeah. I don't know if with this economy, there'll be a second order for it, but you want to be able to reel in the guy that's looking for it. And John, and you know why you get one turn? Because there's never a customer for it. That's that's there in their regular rotation. No, the people that are buying it have FOMO. Yeah. I, want, missing out. I have to try one, save it. I'm that guy. Aside, but to say, oh boy, this $100 cigar was really good. I'm going to stop buying these on the regular. Mm -hmm. Well, tell me one that ever happened like that. Never. Greatest cigar I ever smoked, Alfonso, but 
Yeah. That's why I can't afford all the time. Yeah. yeah. And Jonathan likes the hundred dollar as a sales tool. Well, this cigar, that when they come in and say, I want the bet, well, this one's 100 Well, I don't want that good. Okay, let me show you a 50 right. Oh, yeah. I'll take the 50 <laughs> It's called the popcorn principle. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, uh, one manufacturer called us up and asked us if we're going to take the expensive cigar, and um, the buyer said, we're going to have to smoke it. We're going to have to say, wow, uh, because... Honestly, I don't want Jonathan selling a hundred dollar cigar that ain't worth a hundred dollars. No, no, no. Unless you wanted to do somebody smoke a hundred dollar cigar, says it tastes like a six dollar cigar. Right. Not yeah. only are they turned off by the brand, they're turned off by the by, sales. By you sold it to them, and you yeah. asshole, you made me spend a hundred dollars on. Yeah. And is anybody asking for these things in advance? No. Have you got you got people that saying, "Oh, I can't wait to try that." We no. sold the most of the unicorns from Steve Saka at an event a couple of years back. He was, never, he, he was here. He was here. But there, we sold we sold him out of his inventory. He had to make a special trip from Dunbarton to come down and deliver mm-hmm. the last twelve cigars. He's doing another never one this been, year for the Brulee Blue. There has never been a single person coming in asking. I want if another we had one it. of those. <laughs> never. See, so, and so that's where it, it's changed. It's it's no longer the case online, but. Uh, when they were hot in the beginning and nobody had them, people were constantly asking for them. Now nobody's asking for it. But now they've moved on to, hey, are we going to get the Brulee Blue? So let's take a brand that's been around for 20-plus years as a regular price cigar, 8 to 10 mm-hmm. to $11 cigar, and very famous, sells millions and millions of cigars, and he's going to come to the trade show this year. And because he can, he's going to say, here's my $100 cigar. Because this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. First off, the customer base of that person, they smoke at a certain level of their, of their cigar. That's what they're comfortable at, yeah. And that brand, taking nothing away, it may be better than the um, ultra-premium cigar, but the brand name, it's like having the $100,000 Volkswagen. It doesn't make any well, sense. And even for a small retailer, you can't afford to have a cigar at that price just sitting on your shelf. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot, it's of, a capital. lot of capital that you could buy other things. With. Buy something that's going to turn. Right. right? Turn. Even that well, guy's they regular gotta, They got to put it in a box. So what, what are you talking for a box count? Five? Right. <laughs> ten? <laughs> Probably ten. Yeah, so a thousand dollar box. Yeah, I believe it's ten. So that's at crazy. the same time, retailers' expenses are up. Because everything went up, insurance is up, and electricity's up, up. payrolls up, and everything—you name it—and um, sales are down. And this is where we are today, thirty days away from the trade show. Now you're going to the annual trade show, and I think retailers are going to be cautious. I am. You've heard me on all. If you're a regular listener to the show, you hear me when I'm saying I'm going to buy. I'm going to spend yeah. millions mm-hmm. of dollars. You're this gonna, is the time I'm tip, talking up. Tiptoe around this time. And now, yeah, I'm going to be uh, very cautious because you, you can't afford to bat 500 in the cigar industry. You got to get that up to eight, nine hundred right. average. So you've really got to buy. It has to be something that you definitely can turn. And I'm and I'm watching the customer do exactly the same. That I see the customer pick something up and look at it and put it back down. And during the past three years, they didn't. They threw it in the other hand and they grabbed another. So I just saw, and you see this, uh, it's a guy that smokes nothing but 60 ring gauge cigars. He's got his bundle of Dos Ombre 60 ring gauge. 
He'd prefer the Maduro were sold out, so he gets the natural. McAuliffe is in the store. I show him the 60 ring gauge McAuliffe, and he went down to the Churchill to save 51 cents. Hmm. And you know that's not what the size he smoked. It's not, I said, this is the size you smoke right here. No, no, no. This is the one I want. <laughs> and you want to talk about a company that forecasted correctly? We debuted the McAuliffe Black on yes. Saturday. Mm-hmm. That's a cigar that smokes at twice the price. Which is unbelievable that they did that. Yeah. That they came out with their lowest price cigar at a time like this. I think it's genius. I Because they're real business people. They see this too. Um, so speaking of shortages, raw tobacco is tough right now. But the slowdown is... Oh. I heard no. Sorry, I, stroking no, out. <laughs> Liar. <laughs> I thought I was stroking out the. Somebody in the car right now is. I don't think the window's open. Really? It sounds like it. Anyway. So, speaking of shortages, the raw tobacco, uh, tough to get, but the slowdown now that's going to happen, unless, of course, they open up the whole uh, Europe and they, they're going to keep their thing up there, I think that's going to kind of solve the problem as we go around. And that may take a whole year yeah. for that to well, flip over. Maybe. Well, cigars are only going to get better at this point because. Because they're going to actually get the full 90 days. Because every manufacturer in Nicaragua is shipping after 30 right now. The cigars are coming in sick. Or after five years, there'll be an abundance of aged tobacco. Five years from now, we'll be in another golden age of cigars. Right, right. But they'll catch up on boxes, manufacturing boxes. (laughs) They're going to catch up on a lot of things. And speaking of time, it's time now to make beautiful music with Avo. Savor every moment from the moments worth remembering to the stories worth telling and the notes worth savoring. Avo cigars. And here you go, Ed Sullivan. This is uh, the time we do misheard lyrics. I'm going to give you a misheard lyric. You guess two points. You'll get two points if you guess the artist. You get two points if you get the name of the song. So you could get right. four points. And he has a little chink in his armor because there's a, there'll be a little part of what he says that is in the cadence of the song. He can't help himself. He can really? hear the song in his head right now. Yeah. And then I'll give it to you after 10 seconds and you don't answer it correctly. Yeah. Uh, on the, with the correct one where you get one point for each one. Yeah. Right now, a full round has happened. Each one of you did it. Ed has zero points. Barry, Barry has zero points. And Mr. Jonathan has four points. He guessed the misheard lyric. Hey, he gave him a layup. Yeah. What's a layup? But anyway, just Ed Sullivan and only Ed Sullivan. The misheard lyric is, in New York concrete jungle, wet dream tomato. In New York concrete jungle, wet dream tomato. Barry seems tomato. to think this is an easy one. Yep. He's, he's upset because to him it's a layup because he knows the answer. That's I mean, how these Meanwhile, things- I hear the song. Meanwhile, oh, now I got it. I couldn't think who sang it, but I got it. And it doesn't no, have that's... it. So we're going to go on to the real question. The real words, in New York, concrete jungle where dreams are made, oh. Oh? Oh. O-H. O, o, o ends up with tomato? O. I don't know. No idea. No. Barry, what do you think? It's Alicia Keys. It is. I Alicia never, Keys I've and never Jay-Z. heard a single thing. Empire State of Mind. Don't think I Alicia ever Alicia Keys and Jay-Z, if I'm not mistaken. I'm more of a tiger it guy. Is. Yeah, Dave said that. I would have never gotten Jay-Z. Yeah, but uh, I would have took no any, hope. I would have took any of I had, it. I had Jay Z, but I did not have Alicia Keys. Yeah. I can't even remember where he was in the song. Any of that would have been fine. All funny. I remember is the hook, which was Alicia Keys. All right. So see how it seemed easy? It was a layup, and other Game people don't get it. So garbage. Just, it's a layup because you knew it. That's all. You like Tyga. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> rack, rack, city pitch. 
Anyway, so what does the manufacturer need to come out with right now? If you were a manufacturer, you're 30 days away from the trade show. Do you dip your prices beforehand? Do you come out with an unbelievable deal on the existing price that you have, but it's not going to move out of the store if that's the case? Or do you say the consumer doesn't know it yet? It's okay. Shame on you for not being able to forecast correctly. Other companies have forecasted correctly. How come you didn't? Because they're brand new and they never went through this. They didn't live it. They didn't burn their hand on the stove yet. No, it's it, it's time to keep There's the hand manufacturers up. that have burned their hand on the stove before and Multiple are still time. doing the wrong thing. Right, so. you see that too. Um, or when it comes to the ultra premium, is that consumer not affected at all? And just the average Joe is the guy that's getting hurt right now. And there is room for $50 and $100 and Cohibas at $300 and these ridiculous prices that are going on. And that's fine. So take advantage of, of that. And the, the guy that is uh, hurting will find his way within the humidor. I remember when um, S-Chip first came in, everybody went up about a buck a stick. So wherever you were, if you were at $9 and it went to $10, you changed your brand to a $9 cigar. Right. If you were at $8, you changed, it went up to 9 you Well, it wasn't, it wasn't everybody with S-Chip. Except for Perdomo. All right. Lower their price. <laughs> and you guys can all take a shot. There we go. Um, I didn't say it, just for the record. I, I think there's not enough time that people are realizing right now manufacturers after Q1 happen, and I don't think they can pivot fast enough. No. Certainly the bigger ones can't. Maybe the little guy can pivot and save himself, but it's about value right now. Value, not cheap. There's a difference between that. That doesn't mean we want mixed fill machine made cigars, but a good value for whatever it is, mild, medium, and full. Good value across the board when it comes to that. So, uh, well, and let's face it: if if you're coming out with bundles, you don't have the the box shortage issue. You don't have the wood issue. Cellophane is relatively inexpensive, <coughs> and it's readily available. I think bundle brands are going to be what we see, not at this trade show, but when it happens in March next year, the, a metric shit know, ton. You know what went up a lot? The price of boxes more than doubled in the past three yeah. years. And if moves are made like that, and you're going to see the box prices go back down to where the box prices were. So, you know, people will say the price of wood, but then as people start making more wood, we're talking about real estate right now that's in trouble on top of it, so we'll see what happens there. So that is it. That is it for the after show. Uh, Next week, buying futures in the cigar industry. After I just told you that, would you want to buy futures in the cigar industry? I don't know, but uh, listen, it's it's citrical. It it makes its way up, it goes back down, it goes back up, it goes back down. Hopefully this is a short run. Buying at a future date uh, at an already agreed price. It's it's price fixing, but um, buying futures in the cigar industry. We'll talk about that next week on The Cigar Authority. Stick the lid end in your mouth. You might like it. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.